Welcome to the Tide Talk Podcast. And now a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing tonight, bud? Man, I'm doing great. Been a long week, but you know, tomorrow's Friday and we all know what Saturday brings to us. So uh I'm excited. Yeah, looking forward to, to to all the games on Saturday. Of course, there's you know besides the Alabama game, there's there's two big big matchups across the country uh, that involve SEC teams, and that's that's obviously a, a Texas A&M traveling to uh, Clemson and uh, LSU and Texas facing off. So uh, there are two big games, you know, outside of what Alabama is and uh, uh, what Alabama is playing. So we will look forward to those games, but obviously we're looking forward to what's going on in Tuscaloosa around three o'clock or so Saturday afternoon. And it's gonna uh, be hot down there too. man, I feel sorry for them guys. Okay. I, I, I'm here. I'm 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 thinking it's gonna be like 97 to 99 degrees, and so that means probably on the field it'll be like 115 or so, if I had to guess. So it's it's gonna be rough on the guys. I know. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday uh, or Wednesday that they, or it was Tuesday. They practiced in full pads outside. So Saban was trying to get the guys. Of course, they they've been doing it off ball camp, but. Right. Uh, trying to get them acclimated to the heat and and all that, but it's it's supposed to be really hot Saturday, so hopefully uh, they're all well hydrated and uh, they got some fans on the sidelines to yeah. to kind of cool them off when they're not in the game. Right. But uh, you know, before we really talk much about the the game coming up Saturday against New Mexico State, I want to kind of backtrack and and look at what happened this past Saturday in Atlanta uh, in the Mercedes Benz Stadium with uh, against the Blue. Duke Blue Devils, uh, you know, it was uh, – the album kind of started off a little slow. And, you know, that's kind of expected for the first game of the season. You know, you've, they've waited all summer or really sp- or spring and then summer and then into fall camp to, to get out there and play somebody. And, uh, you know, we were down or starting two running backs. Uh, you, you could tell that Jerome Ford was a little nervous to, to kind of get that start and to be out there and, uh, the, the the offensive line was doing some shuffling around, so it, it took it took a while for the offense to to get on their feet and to kind of get into a rhythm. But when they did, you know, you could kind of see what what this offense is capable of doing. So that's that's kind of the the overall what I thought of the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, they, they they played lots out pretty much the entire game. And uh, yeah, I was I was really pleased and and pleasantly surprised at how well. Uh, the, the defense play, considering uh, it started three true freshmen. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, that was a big concern coming in was how, you know, how uh, Shane Lee was going to handle, you know, the pressure situation of handling play calling on the field and everything. But, man, he was he was a force out there. So was uh, Christian Harris, man. I, I'm excited to see them young guys uh, play this year and, and grow at Alabama because uh, – you know, by the time they're ready to graduate, man, they, they could be a force in the NFL. Oh yeah, they're 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 really talented, you know. And and we talked about that last week about how mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a question of if they were talented enough to play the position. It was just whether or not they were going to be in the right spot at the right time and where they were supposed to be. And and you know, for the most part, Saturday they they both were you know exactly where they needed to be. You seen the big fourth down stop that Shane Lee had. Uh, mm-hmm. After the Jerome Ford fumble, uh, Christian Harris, you, you can see his athleticism being able to run sideline to sideline. Uh, so it's uh, – I'm excited to see those two guys, 
you know, continue to grow. Obviously, there's going to be some bumps along the way. Uh, you, you're going to expect that. Uh, but, you know, they played really well, and, and I was I was really satisfied with the defense overall. Yeah, and um, two other guys I was um, impressed with, besides the obvious of two and, and Jerry, Jerry Judy, was, uh, you know, another another question mark was had coming in the season was who was going to take over that tight end position after Irv Smith. And Miller Forrestall and Major Tennyson uh, both had touchdown receptions this week and uh, or this past week. And Forrestall, I mean, he had uh, 33 yards uh, on two catches, and that's a 16 and a half average. Uh, you know, he had a sh- uh, his touchdown was, I mean, he just did a seam right down the middle, and it was so pretty. And uh, but I, I think uh, both of them guys are gonna be fine. Yeah, uh, they don't, you know, bring quite the uh, the the dynamic playmaking ability that uh, that Irv Smith brings, but they're they're talented guys. Yeah. But they're not just quite they're not quite as athletic as what Irv Smith is. You know, with Irv Smith last year, we could flex him out a lot as a as another receiver, and uh, he was just a mismatch nightmare for the opposing defense. And that's obviously why he was taken high in the NFL draft. And it's it's not to say that that. Uh, Miller Forstall can't develop into that because I think he can. He's he's a solid player. He's got great good size, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's it's not the same type mm-hmm. of production. But I think we'll be okay production wise. But and it, really, it's <laughs> we can't really complain too much with the with the number of receivers that that album has to to yeah. go to. It's this Tua has plenty of options to throw the ball to. So. That's oh, the the concern was just more, you know, is is anybody going to play the tight ends honestly? And and you seen that they let Forstall slip out of the backfield on that play action pass, and uh, he hit the seam like Jake said, and really nobody was around him. So yeah. uh, that was a good disguise on Sarkeesian's uh, part, and uh, uh, Forstall uh, got the, reaped the benefits of it. And then, like you said, it, it was nice to see uh, Major Tennyson get a touchdown catch as well. So, uh, it, like you said, it's it's nice to have those tight ends step up and play pretty well, and that that and they also block both of them block pretty well in the game as well. So that was good to see. And I, yeah. I was I was pretty satisfied with the with what the way the way the tight ends played. Uh, another thing, you know, we had a I put out a, a thing today to, for people to uh, you know send in some questions, and uh, Bobby uh, at Bobby Bush seventy two, you know, he asked you know what was the thoughts on the offensive line in game one. He yeah. said he would give them a C plus at best. They might as well get used to seeing seven man fronts with a safety over the top all season long. He said that's what Clemson, Georgia, and Arkansas did against us last year, and that was our worst three offensive games. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're right about the the, the teams loading the box and yeah, uh, and then or or the teams uh you know showing seven man fronts and the safety over the top when when the offensive line is not getting uh, a push. But I, I want to hold my verdict on the offensive line until we actually settle on the starting five. Right. I mean, Saban said it tonight that uh, he they played three different centers in the game. I know Dickerson was moving all over the field. Womack was moving all over the field. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, Emil Echior. He, he was playing in a couple different spots. So I, I think once uh, they settle in on a starting five, they'll, they'll be, they'll be okay. Because uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, problems last week was you know just miscommunication you know yeah. when you got guys moving as much as they were moving 
they're not always going to get the correct call and make the correct block. So I, I kind of, I mean, I agree with you. They, they were, they, they were not good, but uh, even Saban said it, that he was expecting the offensive line to kind of struggle uh, because of the way Duke plays on the defensive line, all the stunts and all that. And, you know, they're kind of smaller, so they're a little bit quicker than what they're used to playing. So, it's, it, it was kind of a tricky game for the offensive line. And then, then, then they kind of compounded that by moving so many guys around, trying to find, you know, which guy is best at, at which position. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, John Vogel uh, also had a question. He's at uh, John Duh, D.A. Vogel. Um, he said, Jared Judy or Henry Ruggs. And that's uh, I like that question. I mean, both of them's talented, but right now, I mean, Jared Judy is is a number one guy at Alabama uh, wide receiver wise. And um, man, what, what he did last week, what he's done in his career at Alabama, has just been absolutely amazing. Um, there was a, I think, a little um, short clip of it was a pass that he called, kind of like at the uh, line of scrimmage, and and he like did a spin move and got out of the tackle of the Duke guy and the Duke guy, you can hear him cussing. He got away from him and scored a touchdown. So Judy's, you know, acceleration speed is, is amazing. And, and his uh, juke move, I mean, it, it's amazing what, what he has done. So I would have to give Jerry Judy over Henry Ruggs, but they're both great in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's Jerry Judy. Um, I do think that Ruggs is a little overlooked because he plays with Jerry Judy. And Jalen yeah. Waddle and Devontae Smith. But, uh, I, I mean, I still think Jerry Judy is the best. I think Jerry Judy is the best player in the country, regardless of position. I mm-hmm. don't think anybody else plays their position as good as Jerry Judy plays his. He's, uh, he's one of the best route runners I've ever seen. He catches the ball with ease. He's fluid. He doesn't have to slow down to make a catch across the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like Jake said, he has great acceleration. So, I mean, it looks like a guy's, you know, got a good angle on him, and then he just – he just turns it on and, and leaves him in the dust. So uh, he's just an all-around talent. He's he's got great length. He's six foot one, but he looks like he's probably got a six 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 seven wingspan. So mm-hmm. you know you can throw it in his vicinity and he's going to make the play. And uh, he's he's a great guy to to be able to just throw the ball out to and let make plays. You know Duke, Duke's defense last week they were playing you know ten yards off in coverage. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, all two had to do was get the snap and chunk it after two and let him make plays, and, and he done it. And uh, a lot, like Jake said, he's just he's a special talent, but so is Ruggs. And if Ruggs was on another team, uh, you know, he, he would he, he would be making a lot of those plays as well. But uh, Jared Hughes is just one of those special guys. And uh, oh, yeah. uh, we're fortunate to have him for, for, for this season. <laughs> uh, and uh, then he'll probably be moving on. Uh, to the NFL, yeah. and and, and I, I imagine he'll be a top five pick in the draft. Oh, definitely. And I want to uh, make a point uh, real quick. I sent a lot of people and a lot of comments on Twitter talking about Tua about how he don't uh, throw the ball deep and and stuff like that. But my thing about it is, if you got if the defense is is not pressing your receivers and they're giving you ten yards, and Tua can still get four touchdown passes and three hundred thirty six yards on dime and dumps, let him. He don't have five incompletions. And I don't care if he's got to throw, you know, if he needs to throw a bomb, you know, he's got a, a guy inside that can get the get the first down. Let him. Don't 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 get mad at him about not throwing it deep. 
let him develop and do what his own thing, what is best for him. You know, I mean, that that's ridiculous getting on to him about not throwing it deep. Well, it just shows their lack of intelligence when it comes to football. Yeah. I mean, you take what the defense gives you. And if you want to see Tua throw the long ball, watch last year's highlights. Teams mm-hmm. played a lot of one-on-one matchups. And Tua, when Judy or Ruggs or Smith got by the defense, he threw mm-hmm. it up. Or Irv Smith. I mean, Tua – is one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever seen. He reminds me so much. He's a left-handed Drew Brees, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if, if he'll if he'll have the type of NFL career that Drew Brees has had, but college-wise, that's who he looks like. He's a left-handed Drew Brees. Uh, just so accurate. He can throw the deep ball. He can throw the intermediate route, and he can, you know, throw it short on a screen pass and let his let his wideouts make the play. So yeah. it just shows how stupid they are for saying yeah. how to it just dink, dink and dunks it. Cause last season he threw about 50 bombs. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to hear it. They're ignorant. They're stupid. And they, they probably just hate Alabama and hate Tua, So, you know, they can shove it, but a hundred percent. Another uh, uh, CFB underscore SDN. He predicted the score for this coming week, 56 to six Alabama. How do you like my prediction? What do you think about that prediction, Jake? I know that's kind of moving ahead, but what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think the uh, ain't the line about fifty three or something like that. So he yeah. got them covering. Do what? Yeah, I think it's I think it's right around fifty three. I'll look it up real yeah. quick, but uh, I think it's about fifty three. So I mean, they you know about cover it there, but um, well, that I wouldn't mean, be covering. That'd be that that'd still be that's only fifty, but. Well, uh, yeah, that's close, but uh, you know, New Mexico State, of course, they they're coming out the gate kind of kind of slow. I mean, they started out with Washington State and got clobbered last week, um, fifty-eight-seven, and um, you know, that quarterback threw two interceptions, and they really didn't have a lot of success running the ball. Um, you know, I mean, they they may get a touchdown late in the game, uh, but you know, I don't see why Alabama couldn't score at least fifty this week. Uh, I the, the the spread is a uh, fifty five and a half. Wow! So uh, yeah, I, it's going to surprise me if Alabama doesn't get close to sixty just on just on accident. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, like you said, they New Mexico State is probably not going to be able to stop the rush or the pass. So mm. I, I just don't see them being able to, unless you know, saving. Uh, puts me in a quarterback. I, I don't see how how they don't yeah. score, you know, right around 60 points in this game. Uh, I'm not sure about about the offensive side, but we'll, we'll talk more about that game. But I, I could say that score is pretty, pretty close. I mean, a few points here and a few points there. So, yeah, that's, that's a pretty solid prediction in my opinion. Yeah, I think it is too. Uh, but before we uh, move on to this Saturday's game, uh, we uh, done the first installment of the of the Tide Talk Player of the Week uh, mm-hmm. poll, which is voted on by by the, the listeners of this podcast, and we appreciate the votes. There was eighty three votes. Uh, we gave you the options of Tua, Jerry Judy, DJ Dale, or Xavier McKinney, uh, and Jerry Judy got forty eight percent of the votes, so he was the winner. Next, it was Tua at forty six percent. So those those were neck and neck. Probably just that's just a couple votes, you know, in Jerry Judy's favor. Uh, McKinney got four percent, and DJ Dale got two percent. So, uh, congrats to Jerry Judy for winning the inaugural 
Tide Talk podcast uh, player of the week uh, poll. So uh, congrats to him. I'm sure he's I'm sure he is listening gonna be listening to this podcast tomorrow. It's probably he's probably waiting up on it tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, all of them are, I do believe. <laughs> but uh we we had a few comments uh on, on this uh and of course our uh our, well, I probably our, our number one fan which is was Danny, you know, at, at Bama Cards Pack. He's he's always interacting with us and we appreciate that Danny. So shout out to Danny yeah. and, and follow him at, at Bama Cards Pack. But he said uh he, he thought it should be uh Trayvon Diggs. He had a pick, a fumble recovery Gave up two catches on nine targets, uh, had four tackles in the QB hurry, and uh, he also mentioned guys like Shane Lee and Shaheem Carter. Yeah, I, I wanted to put all those guys in there, but you know you're only allowed so many, <laughs> uh, you know, poll guy or polls at one time. So uh, I just kind of had to go with who I kind of thought was going to be in the top four, and I, I put Xavier McKinney in there simply because. That fourth down stop that he had when they threw it across the middle, and he just stonewalled the receiver and didn't let him catch that. The, to me, that was the play of the game. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying it was the most important, but it was the most impressive play. I, I mean, I played DB in high school, so I can tell you how hard that is. that's that's hard to do to stonewall. I mean, just his momentum is going to almost carry him for a first down every time, and right. somehow somehow McKinney kept him from getting the first down. So that's that's why I had him in there. He, and, and of course he. He made a lot of big plays. He he got a he he smacked the quarterback on one third down when he come on the safety blitz. So he, he played really well. Uh, we had a few more comments. Uh, uh, you know, Jerry Judy obviously uh, to uh, honorable mention Shane Lee. So we had a couple of Shane Lee mentions, and he did play really well. Uh, you know, we talked about him and, and Christian Harris uh, uh, earlier in the podcast, but. Uh, yeah, we appreciate all of uh, the interaction that we had this week on Twitter. Uh, man, our follows have went up tremendously this week. Yeah, they have. Um, I, I would say in the past week we probably gained 50 followers, if not more. So um, we appreciate that. We appreciate all the retweets we get. and uh, You know, guys like uh, John from uh, SEC Sports Talk CF, he always giving us shout-outs and mm-hmm. – uh, Michael, Michael Beer as well. So we, we appreciate all those shout outs and uh, we, we appreciate the support as well on that. So, but, you know, kind of moving on to this week and in, in the game against uh, New Mexico State. Uh, just, Jay, kind of what's your overall view? You know, what are you going to be looking for in the game? Is there something in particular you want to see, you know, the team improve on or work mm-hmm. on in this game? I mean, obviously. You know, I don't want to be rat poison like Nick Saban says, but, you know, obviously Alabama is the much superior team. And, you know, barring something catastrophic happening, should win this game pretty easily. So, what you know, what are you kind of looking for for the team to maybe improve on, uh, you know, between week one and week two? Yeah, um, you know, I, I put out last week, um, I'm going to start doing like a overall view of my prediction of the game. And I hadn't done that yet this week, so I'll probably need to do that tomorrow. But. I'll give you an overview. You know, me, you know, I'm going to be watching the offensive line uh, to see who, who gels at what spot and uh, and pretty much anchors it down because, uh, you know, like, like Saban said, we got seven different guys that can play. And, uh, but you know, it's good to have a couple of good backups just in case somebody gets injured. But we need five guys to lock those positions down and, and, and get rolling. I uh, also want to see how, um, you know, Najee does. 
uh, and Brian Robinson. I know they they missed only one quarter, and I don't think they played much in the third or fourth. But um, you know, they didn't really get going running wise. I, I don't. I expect us to get get the ball moving, running ball, run the ball net, uh, this week. Um, and you know, just just continue looking at uh, watching the the young guys, Shane Lee, Christian Harris, DJ Dale, uh, and then the the um, we hadn't mentioned yet, but I believe uh, I felt like uh, Raekwon Davis and the Brian Ray had a really good game last week too. So yeah, both I'm, of those guys played really well. I can't yeah. I, I can't believe neither one of us mentioned them, but they 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 played really well in that game. They did, and uh, and I'm glad to see you know. Um, uh, Davis step up into that more of a leadership role on that front on that line, and uh, he he really brought it and showed good class uh, this week. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what I'm gonna be looking for. Um, like I said, we probably uh, we'll have no problem. You know, we'll probably be be done at halftime with them, but um, I think we'll win about I'll say about fifty four to uh, seven. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. I, I want to see if if we can create some consistency along the offensive line, you know, kind of kind of figure out who those starting five are going to be. And we may not figure it out this week. It may, it may go a couple more games. Right. So, uh, But I, I do want to see s- some more consistency from, from the line, better communication, obviously. Uh, I, I want to see, uh, like you said, what the running backs can do, you know, with them going to be getting the start, talking about Brian Robinson and, and, and Najee Harris. Uh also interested in seeing if if uh, if maybe we we try you know depending on the defense that New Mexico State plays if, if maybe we do take some more shots downfield this week you know mm-hmm. just to, just to kind of get that you know you got to work on it in the game that's how you get better so just to kind of see if they can you know work on that this this week uh, but that's that's really it on the offensive side of the ball I mean you, there's only so much we can say the offense is going to be fine. Oh yeah, Alabama's going to score some points this season. I mean, there's just too much talent not to. Mm-hmm. But but on the defensive side, I want to see if uh, if maybe we get a little more complex than we did last week. Uh, Pete Golding did such a great job making sure that everybody was prepared last week, and and you know uh, that, that's kind of hard to do when you got two freshmen playing on the inside, you know, at the linebackers position. And, you know, it was kind of a vanilla defense for the most part. But, you know, whether whether you're playing a complex defense or, or you know, if you're, you're trying to keep it simple, your guys still have to be prepared for, for that game plan. And they were prepared. They knew where they needed to be. And I just want to see if that's going to continue this week or, if, you know, maybe, maybe they didn't lose any focus. You know, the young guys, that's what's hard to do is to keep the young guys focused, you know. You know, they they all been patted on the back all week for how well they played, so how are they going to respond now? So I'm going to be yeah. watching that. Uh, uh, excited to watch Trayvon Diggs again. That dude that dude played lots out uh, Saturday against Duke. And, uh, you know, we played a lot. Everything was pretty much straight man-to-man. I don't – we might have played zone a couple times. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to go back and study the game again. I've watched, uh, you know, the highlights a couple times, but I haven't been able to go back and, you know, break down each play like I try to do each week. Mm-hmm. But uh it was a lot of man to man. Of course that's you know Saban does that a lot anyway, but uh for the most part that I don't I don't remember anybody just running free last week. So I want to see if 
the secondary can keep that up. It, oh, uh, shout out to Jordan Battle, the freshman, for getting his first career interception as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice to get those young guys in there. I think I'm trying to remember. I seen the number of how many freshmen played last week, true freshmen, but I can't remember what it was now. It was like eight or ten. Wasn't it? It was yeah, like it, it, it was something like that. Yeah, it was awesome. So uh, uh, that that was nice to see. And uh, I, I expect we'll see a good bit of Jerome Ford again and Keelan Robinson again mm-hmm. this week simply because, like like you mentioned, the game's probably going to be over at halftime. And, you know, after after Jerome Ford fumbled the ball, he ran the ball really well. I mean, he finished with 10 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah. uh, you know, he he started – you know, it's like he just needed to be hit real good and have something bad happen for him to not be nervous anymore. Like he got right. the bad out of the way, so he wasn't nervous anymore. So he, he played well, and that was nice to see. Uh, so, you know, but that's really what I'm looking forward to watching in the game. It's just, it, is the team still focused? Uh, and, you know, that's something you're going to be able to find out pretty quick in the game is if the guys are, are focused or if they've kind of, you know, took their foot off the gas. And I'm hoping they're focused. I'm hoping the leadership of the team, you know, guys like you mentioned, like Raekwon Davis and, and obviously Tua and, and Jerry Judy and those guys, Xavier McKinney and Anthony Jennings and Terrell Lewis, all those guys step up, you know, and, and, and keep the team focused, uh, even though it's not, you know, a, a, a sexy opponent, so to speak. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking for in the game. I'm with you. I'm, I'm figuring the score is going to be, you know, fifty-eight to three. That's that's kind of what I'm going with. So I'm I'm right there on the spread line. It's hard to cover a fifty-five and a half point spread. Yeah, nope. That's a lot of points. I can't even believe they're letting people vote or uh, gamble bet on that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that so that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough one to uh, be honest with you. If I was gonna put money, I wouldn't bet on this game to begin with. But if I was going to, I'd probably take New Mexico State because yeah, the point spread. That, is just so high, and Saban has the history of not running up the score. But right. uh, this might be one of those cases where you know you you can't help but run up the score. Yeah, they can't stop you running. Then <laughs> right, you can't just you can't just lay down. Right. But I think that will wrap up the show. We obviously both have them winning this week. You know, pretty 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 easily. Uh, the schedule cool. start starts to get a little tougher. Yeah, I, I mean they they go to South Carolina uh, the next week, and we all know that they they lost uh, to to North Carolina. You know, and Mac Brown's return as their coach, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and Jake Bentley's out for a few weeks, uh, so the freshman Ryan Helinski will get the start uh, at quarterback. And uh, but you know, it's that's not going to be an easy easy game. I mean, it's at South Carolina. You know, they're going to be favorite to play that game. But uh, let's take care of New Mexico State first, and then we'll, then we'll talk about the Gamecocks next week. Right. And before we go, I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, to the the coach, and I'm talking about the real coach, Miss Terry. Thank you for keeping Nick Saban in line. That that news conference the other day that, that he made, what, what uh, she made him do was so funny. I have laughed about that over and over again. So Miss Terry is the GOAT. Yeah, yeah. This The GOAT is married to the GOAT, that's for sure. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, she, well, he said she made him made him walk twenty minutes on the treadmill. Uh, yeah. For the language yeah. he used. <laughs> yeah, and said the discipline committee of the school was actually going to discipline him, but but they got overruled. 
<laughs> oh man. And then people say saving's no fun. Right. Yeah, that's that's bogus. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all we got, guys. Hey, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, uh I'm at Blackwood eighty nine. And I'm at Jake Thomas Tide. Yeah, so make sure you follow each of us. Follow our podcast Twitter feed at Tide Talk underscore pod. Uh, tweet us any questions, comments, concerns, you know, whatever it is, any any topics of conversation you want us to, to have on the podcast, use the hashtag Tide Talk, and uh, we will talk to you all again soon. See y'all. Yeah. See y'all. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.